I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And, and everything's, everything's Coming Up Podcast. This episode is brought to you by, oh my God, we have so many sponsors. Oh, Are you ready God. for them? Yes, oh my of God. Okay, so well, first, we're sponsored by Hollywood Upstairs Medical College. <laughs> Did you go there too? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we are also sponsored by Ham Ahoy, Much Ado About Stuffing, <laughs> Chizos H. Rice, Tub, but that's Tub with four <laughs> B's, Uncle Jim's Country Fillin', Just Squeeze and Swallow. We are also sponsored by the Vast Waistband. You can buy, <laughs> you can buy your flowery moo moos here today. Uh, if you're looking for something loose and billowy, something comfortable for your first day of work. And uh, you can also buy ponchos, bodysuits, unisheets, muslin body rolls, and uh, academic judicial robes. Um, we are also sponsored by an urgent plea from Edward James Olmos <laughs> and the Utney Reader. Um, and then, yes. oh, this is my favorite sponsor. Are you ready for my favorite Please. all time? Uh, we are also sponsored by the movie Honk If You're Horny. I'm so glad they got back to us. <laughs> Starring Polly Shore and Faye Dunaway. Uh, we're also sponsored by A Fridge Too Far. That's an art house <laughs> film. Um, but yeah, so we are here to talk about King Size Homer. This is the seventh episode of the seventh season. It originally aired on November 5th, 1995. It was written by Dan Greeny, directed by Jim Reardon, and showrunners were Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein. I really hope that every time that we do that um, people are doing the Arsenio Hall. <laughs> they better. Yeah. I just want that to become a thing again. <laughs> Even he's divorced it. I just want it back. Anyway. We're reclaiming it. We're making it ours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it, we're only allowed to do it if it is Simpsons showrunners that we like. I really hope that our Wikipedia people follow <laughs> up with that and put a little footnote. Oh, yeah. They got us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, today we are joined by a dear friend, uh, Hutch Harris. Hey. Hi. Hi, Hutch. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I am so excited that you're doing our podcast. Uh, you guys know Hutch from the Thermals and uh, stand-up comedy, and he's been on... You've been on Portlandia, right? I have not. Oh, my God. I know. Isn't that crazy? That. I like live it every day. Do I have to be on? Portland <laughs> resident. I know. You know, Carrie asked me to be on it a couple times, and I was busy both times. What? Can you tell? I was like, tell? look, so Carrie, sad. I have... I'm busy. <laughs> can I can't be which, on your little TV you, show. But can you tell which <laughs> sketches that she it was one. Uh, one was on the first <laughs> season. They were in a recording studio, and I was going to be the producer, but I don't... I don't... I... Like I've seen the whole first season, but I don't remember that. She sketch made it up. She just, yeah, yeah. she just wanted to hang out. With she you. did. Yeah, I just get there. Like, where's the crew? Like, I would oh, do that if yeah. I was as busy as Carrie Brownstein. I'd be like, oh, come do a sketch, and then yeah, like, right. oh, weird that the crew isn't here. And then she goes, ah, oh, my pants are chafing me. <laughs> now my bra's chafing me too. Now my bra's chafing me. <laughs> um, so I asked you to pick uh, an episode for us to discuss. Why did you pick King Size Homer? I I feel like I knew I was going to pick something from the seventh or eighth season because those are it's just the salad days of The Simpsons to me like it's just the best. Um, and I had watched right before you asked me, I had gone back and watched a bunch of those. And this one, I feel like there's so many in those seasons that are like just like stuffed with like amazing jokes and moments that I love. But this one especially, I feel like is this the one is most. super stuffed. It's amazing, it is super stuffed. I mean, that's an appropriate adjective <laughs> to describe because it's king size. <laughs> Much king about stuffing. Much <laughs> 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 about stuffing. There's a lot of puns in here. There's a lot of puns, and I'm a fan of it. Me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I noticed. I mean, this is a treat of in doing this podcast in that you know you have favorite lines, but they're kind of detached from the episode itself. Like you don't. Because The Simpsons and the way that it's written is so like twisty turvy, twisty turvy, twisty. <laughs> it is pretty turny. Yeah, that's whatever. <laughs> That'll be another footnote on our Wikipedia page. She invented this phrase. Um, but uh, yeah, there were a lot of jokes like uh, I wash myself with a rag oh, on yeah. a stick, which I have on uh, a my patch. friend. Yeah, my friend Nico Coleo um, got that on a patch for me. And then. Yeah. Uh, oh, I also, we're in the middle of election season, and I think about this for some reason whenever people talk about politics and, and my particular political platform. Um, I just came here to watch Honk If You're Horny in Peace. <laughs> <laughs> I think I tweeted that a couple weeks ago. This is my political stance. Um, but uh, yeah. During this political season, I personally think of uh, the book that says, Am I Disabled? <laughs> <laughs> you and know, uh, yeah, it's a guy with like a wrench through his head or something, right? He has a hard hat. He has a hard hat like and then a lot of question marks. Uh, 
yeah, he's got something going straight through his head. He's got like a pipe or something. He's <laughs> like punctured his head. You know what I think of too in <laughs> regards to this political season? There's a lot of Simpsons times. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and specifically when it comes to uh, debates, um, that whole moment in, I forget which Treehouse of Horror, mm-hmm. but the Frogert one, where it just goes back and forth. It's like, that's bad. That's good. <laughs> but it's bad. But yeah, it's that's good. I, I think about that whenever people are talking about, you know, like what's covered in the debates and <laughs> which stances people are taking. I love that. That's the evil Krusty doll episode. Yes. It's so yeah. good. I think that's Trios 4 or 5 or one of those. Three. Yeah, you Somebody. tell us. <laughs> hey, you told us. <laughs> Tweet at us. Uh, please don't. But, um. <laughs> uh, yeah, se- 7 and 8 are such good seasons. And within them, I'm sure it's really hard to narrow down uh, which one you'd want to talk about, let alone just the entire show. So is there something special about King Size Homer other than just that it's an hilar- a hilarious episode? Okay, there's a moment in this episode that's not even really a joke. But it's like one of my favorite Simpsons moments ever. And that Homer's working at home. He's already, he's king size. But he's kind of, I don't know why he's like, he's kind of flustered. And uh, the dog is just doing the dog thing where it's turning (laughs) around. And he's just like, he gets so aggravated just watching the dog trying to find a spot. And he he runs over the dog and he pushes him. And I think he says, there, you found the floor. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) And it's so cool because it's not, there's no like punchline to it. It's this really just cool, weird moment. And but it was, it's kind of yeah. like a lot like real life, too. It Absolutely. It was a great emotional turn for Homer because... Um, <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, I know. That's why it's funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, because, you know, they could have written this episode uh, with Homer just being blissed out the entire time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm finally making it. Like, I'm working from home and this is great. But to have those moments that sort of, like, show the the, <laughs> like... I don't know the 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 cracks in the facade. I'll say well of of <laughs> thank you of him realizing that it's not all you know paradise that he thought, especially with like his daydream of Marge being all over him when beer, he's like a, a beer and a lemonade, right? Yeah, yeah. beer and a lemonade. Sort of, yeah. He's working in the back. He has like this dream sequence moment where he works in the backyard and Marge is like coming over, like he's a fucking Bond villain or something. And he's, <laughs> like, he's like just on a hammock. Yeah, you know? yeah, and and so of course that's not it at all. Marge is is very upset with his life choices. That that dream scene has a wonderful moment with Ned. Oh, it does. <laughs> yeah, a subway ran over my hat. I love that so much. At the rat races, right? Another day yes. at the rat races. Um, yes. So before we get too deep in, in uh, the plot of this episode, for people that haven't seen it in a while, we like to you know brief them on the basic summary. Uh, in this episode, Homer despises the nuclear plant's new exercise program and decides to gain 61 pounds in order to claim a disability and work <laughs> from home. Homer soon begins to experience the negative aspects of being obese and his life starts falling apart. Oh, that's yeah. poetic. Yeah. So there are some key uh, plot points that we've missed. Can you think of well, anything? Well, that he... He reaches the weight goal by eating a Play-Doh donut <laughs> that Maggie hands him. Yeah. But also, I think it's funny because they use this gag twice. Like his belly is actually like resting on a towel rack. And yeah. So mm-hmm. When he actually he goes way over, I think he ends up being like three fifteen. Yeah, like, yeah. Why do we three fifteen? Yeah. Well, we we just watched the episode, <laughs> so it helps. And Bart's helping him gain weight because uh, he finds it to be a really fun project. Yeah, he does I love that. Yeah, he they're eating a Sunday, and he says, "Don't eat the don't, don't eat, eat the, the banana. banana. They're empty vitamins. Empty yeah. vitamins. I love yeah. it. It's so fun for Bart yeah. to to help his dad. He's proud of his dad like, for the yeah. first time, which we do see in the uh, in his own dream sequence when he says, "Just like I'm gonna be, yeah. you know." fat and unemployed like that and the then the wash myself I know, and the I best know. thing is that they make him he looks like he's like 500 pounds like mm-hmm. bart like in his fantasy like he's way like he can't walk yeah <laughs> it's it's pretty gnarly yeah yeah i'm and the funny thing yeah. i mean just these seasons too there's all these bits where you're like why did like when he says i wash myself with a rag on a stick and then all the journalists applaud <laughs> like, like why <laughs> that's so funny why would they uh, everyone's so happy for him yeah. Yeah. And uh, so um, he sets out to to gain this weight. He has this goal. And um, of course, Dr. Hibbert uh, is, you know, just completely against it. Um, but he then recommends him to Dr. Nick, yeah. who's completely <laughs> for it. And there's a great I mean, anytime Dr. Nick is on screen, it's fantastic. Um, but there's a great moment uh, where he's describing the different food groups. And one of them, I think, is Choctastic. Um, there's the empty calorie food group. Um, there's like the, the whipped, whipped food group. The whipped food group. <laughs> Dad! Yeah, sweetheart. Obesity is really unhealthy. Any doctor will tell you that. Oh, yeah? Well, we'll just see about that, little Miss Smart Guy. 
My God, that's monstrous. I've never heard of anything so negligent. I'll have no part of it. Can you recommend a doctor who will? Yes. Hi, everybody. Hi, Hi Dr. Nick. Now, there are many options available for dangerously underweight individuals like yourself. I recommend a slow, steady gorging process combined with acyl horizontology. Of course. You'll want to focus on the neglected food groups, such as the whipped group, the congealed group, and the chocotastic. What can I do to speed the whole thing up, Doctor? Uh, be creative. Instead of making sandwiches with bread, use Pop-Tarts. Instead of chewing gum, chew bacon. You could brush your teeth with milkshakes. Hey, did you go to Hollywood Upstairs Medical College, too? And remember, if you're not sure about something, rub it against a piece of paper. If the paper turns clear, it's your window to weight gain. Bye-bye, everybody! And then he says something that, for some reason, stuck with me for a really long time after seeing this episode. I don't know if it's because I was originally a child seeing <laughs> this. <laughs> um, uh, but I grew out of that. And, uh, you grew but out he, of being a child. <laughs> uh, it was a choice. And then uh, he says, like, if you ever have any doubt with the food that you're going to eat, just rub it against a piece of paper. Yeah, and right. if it's clear, then that's your window to... Window to weight gain. Window mm -hmm. to weight gain. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's okay. Well, and then when they're in, I think they're in Krusty Burger, and he actually rubs like a fish fillet or something on the wall, and it's so greasy. Yes. That it, it, the the image of the bird crashing yeah. into the wall uh, as if it were a window for some reason stuck with me. And I think that was something that like my dad and I laughed especially hard at just because it was like such a great pratfall moment. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This, uh, you know, obesity as a disease is, you know, not that old of a thing so i do think that the simpsons were kind of one of the earlier people to really address it as such and i think they do a beautiful job of it where again you have people like lisa and homer saying just like you know we're just as talented and hardworking and blah 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 but then of course you do see areas at least for homer where no he's lazy and can't walk upstairs and he endangers everybody and it's like goes back and forth without it being a being fat is bad being fat is good it's just kind of this is homer's experience yeah and it's interesting because yeah it it doesn't it's not this one consistent beat you know there's a moment where homer goes to see honk if you're horny <laughs> right <laughs> and um the the people that work in the movie theater tell him that he's too large to fit in their seats um, and they try to bribe him with a garbage <laughs> bag filled with popcorn. And he, Homer makes a stand and says, I cannot be bought with food despite my appearance. Um, but there's a moment where he gets very irate and like sort of march on Washington, you know, strong, where he says like, we obese people have things to contribute to this world. So there's a moment where you're like, okay, yeah, I guess. But also you should be taking care of yourself. So yeah. <laughs> it's very layered. One for Honk, please. Oh, gee, oh, just a minute. I have to check with the manager. That overweight guy wants to see the movie. I'm terribly sorry, sir, but I'm afraid our facilities are not equipped to meet your needs. What are you talking about? Well, what I'm saying, sir, is that a man of your carriage couldn't possibly fit in our seats. Well, he could sit in the aisle. I'm afraid that would violate the fire code. Hey, fatty, I got a movie for you. A fridge too far. <laughs> Come on, all of you. Give me my dignity. I just came here to see Honk if you're horny in peace. Sir, if you just quiet down, I'd be happy to treat you to a garbage bag full of popcorn. Oof. This may surprise you, but you can't buy me off with food. I'm sick of all your stereotypes and cheap jokes. The overweight individuals in this country are just as smart and talented and hardworking as everybody else, and they're going to make their voices heard. All they need is a leader. <clears throat> work harder than ever before and show the world overweight people aren't undisciplined lazy and irresponsible what happened to my bird oh arch lisa flanders but i like that he has that moment well it's not like they had an obese character and they're like making fun of that right. character it's like he you know they're making fun of him for making all these horrible decisions Exactly. To be obese on purpose. Yeah, because we also see him trying to get hit by falling objects. <laughs> yeah, which is... Yeah. 
Yeah. Which probably is such a great probably best of that one didn't hit me. Yeah, yeah. Right. it's like a wheelbarrow full of like <laughs> steel or something. Yeah, yeah. But then there's another great moment right after that where he has like his second idea, which is that he's going to get really greased up and just like sort of skate through the <laughs> nuclear oh, yeah. power plant yeah. until something happens. And then he skates through everything unscathed and just like rolls like he glides like perfectly into Mr. Burns's <laughs> office. And they just have a great I just love his voice is perfect. His voice is perfect. I love any moment uh, and it happens every single time in The <laughs> Simpsons um, when Mr. Burns can't remember Homer. Even when she, he's at his own nuclear power plant. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, I think Burns says something like, may I help you? Yeah, in the most beautiful timing. Can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, uh, if you can push me in the other direction. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Grabs a little... Cane, s- right? yeah. yeah. I love yeah. that. It, it's so funny. I There's like a fear to Mr. Burns in that moment. Yeah, that is no, very funny great. to me. I li- yeah, I like it when there's like those little bits of humanity with Mr. Burns, <laughs> even if they're just like very small and... And all that stuff. Um, There's a really interesting story to the writer of this episode uh, that I found. So this was the first episode that Dan Greeny wrote for the show. And prior to this episode, he was working as a lawyer and was contemplating moving to Ukraine to work for a startup company. And he said that this episode saved him from doing that. Um, And the Internet says, and I find this the phrasing of this to be very cruel. But uh, the Internet says that Dan pitched a bunch of story episodes to The Simpsons. Sins and um and the, none of them were any good quote none well, of them they know whoever but wrote also, that but also knows. like yeah. that's so mean <laughs> i just i felt for him in that moment anyway um none of them were any good quote but then bill oakley woo, 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 aye, aye, um, aye. wanted to give him this idea he wanted to see if he could you know you know it was bill's idea no it was bill is the one who said like you know let's run with this let's see oh, cool well no it was, it was bill's idea oh wait yeah i thought that you said no, no, no. Sorry. So so all the episodes that Dan pitched were bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then Bill had the idea for King Size Homer. Oh. And Bill and was like, it? I have this idea. Why don't you write it? Um, which is pretty common. And then um, so but he uh, Greeny wasn't even in L.A. when that happened. So he flew to L.A. specifically to write it. And um, when the first draft came out, Oakley decided to hire him full time. Wow. Yeah. And um, and then Greeny said Genius. that he yeah very nice very nice I mean that doesn't often happen but he said that uh, the writer of this episode said that he liked this episode because Homer was happy and goal oriented instead of being a slob and eating all the time which is where it could have easily gone yeah easily mm-hmm. um wow that is really interesting yeah yeah I just I, I found that story and I was like yeah let's let's bust it out <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I did. <laughs> One of my favorite moments is when um, Homer is kind of deciding to do this, and then from like a pillow, Lisa like turns around in like a kind of a spinning chair, like and a Homer Bond villain, yes. it's so great. And Homer screams, and Homer screaming at Lisa makes me laugh. A it lot. makes me laugh too. I love that's like another little moment. Like, why <laughs> did that happen? In that, I feel like the, there's no like there's no opportunities lost in this episode just to do some weird little interesting bit like that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's <clears throat> the Simpsons in these seasons especially get so surreal. Like there are so mm-hmm. many kind of like just silly, zany, cartoony things. Yeah. Well, I was about to say there's like a dream sequence earlier in the episode <laughs> where Homer <laughs> is, you know, dreaming about like, you know, standing at the foot of a mountain with 300 pounds as a goal at the top. And um, there's a pig wearing a tuxedo <laughs> that appears next <laughs> to him to, to you know, Egamon. Um, and the writers uh, originally in- imagined Cary Grant voicing the pig, and they <laughs> were like super stoked on that idea. And then they found out that Cary Grant had died nine years before. <laughs> and so they were like, okay, we'll just get Hank Azaria to do it, which I feel like that sentence has been said so many times <laughs> in right. the Simpsons yeah. writer's room. Like, ah, oh, what's Hank doing? That's He's just beautiful. like on speed dial. But yeah, I love, <laughs> and this is in the mid nineties. So it's not like they had Wikipedia or like Google at their disposal. So oh. I'm sure there was like a good couple hours where they're like, yeah, Cary Grant would be great. Let's call, <laughs> let's call Cary Grant's people. And then they called them, I'm sure. And they were like, oh, he's, He's passed. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. It happened nine years ago. That's beautiful. Yeah, I just I, I enjoyed that little play that I uh, pictured in my head. Uh, this is my second favorite, uh, or 
it is not like, you know, first is best. But there are two segments that I love where Homer is dreaming and he takes a bite out of something he shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me laugh. The first, of course, is the, the chocolate. The world um, of chocolate. world of chocolate. He takes a bite out of the chocolate dog. And uh, then he takes a bite out of this pig. Made me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, no, I, now I know fun. a little bit about me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you learn a lot about what makes the specific <laughs> jokes that make you laugh in The Simpsons. Uh, what are some of the things that I- in watching this uh, are some jokes that maybe you missed? Like every time that we watch it, there's always something new that's just like, I never saw that. Or it's just so funny. Or what sticks out to you in this episode? What sticks out is... Um, Bart and like some of the other kids, I think it's like Milhouse and uh, Nelson um, watching Homer through the window. Homer's <laughs> yes. watching TV and what does he not have the remote? He's, he's trying to change the channel with his cane, I think. Oh, well, I think that he's trying to multitask with working on the computer oh, yeah, no, and sorry, watching yeah, yeah. TV. He's using the, to press uh, yes or no on the computer. He's using the cane for yeah. that, right? And then I think it's Nelson, right? He says... Uh, it's here. It says, "I heard that guy's ass has its own congressman," <laughs> which is a great line. Is amazing. Yeah, yeah. that and, is amazing. And that moment, I feel like, was a direct parody of like what's eating Gilbert Grape, with like mm. the neighborhood kids oh, that like yeah. you know peering in on the mom and stuff like that. Right. You're which so right. Very timely. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I thought of that. Yeah, yeah. It's super fun. Yeah, I love lines like that, and I love. I mean, so then we see like the sadder humanity part of like what it takes to become obese. And I don't know. I just feel like this um, episode does a really good job with not lifting it up as like a goal for people, which I think is something that you just need to keep in mind. Even though it's an adult cartoon, there is that element of mimicable behavior that you need to be mindful of. Well, and also, you know, like the, how Homer gets to this is he's just looking for a way to get on disability. It almost has nothing to do with like being obese. He's just trying to find some way to get out of work. And this is just like the easiest thing for him to do. Yeah. 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 Cause he tried other things, which is great that they showed that, that he just tried to get hit, you know? And I'm sure that that's something that people have tried to do Um, in Adam Sandler movies specifically. (laughs) Okay. Another Um, moment I'm remembering is when he starts working from home it says press any key. So he's like looking for the any key. And he's looking. He's like, I see Katarl, <laughs> pig up, pig down. Like, And then he, he's like, I'll just order a tab. And he hits the tab button. And that's when it, the program starts. Because it's like, mm-hmm. There's order S- a tab. Katarl. <laughs> First time I've ever been early for work. Except for all those daylight savings days. Lousy farmers. To start, press any key. Where's the any key? I see Esk, Katarl, and Pig Up. There doesn't seem to be any any key. Whew. All this computer hacking is making me thirsty. I think I'll order a tab. Oh, no time for that now. The computer's starting. Check core temperature. Yes slash no. Yes. Core temperature normal. <laughs> Not too shabby. Vent radioactive gas. N-O. Venting prevents explosion. <laughs> Ooh, this is hard. Where's my tab? Okay, then. Yes. Vent the stupid gas. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, there. there is a, what would you call him? King size, yeah, king size Homer. Uh, figurine from the interactive Simpsons toys that I had. Mm-hmm. And uh, those were the things he would say. The oh, things really? on the computer. Yeah. He would say, any key. Or it would, you know, yes or no. Stuff like that. It, it was... Pretty mundane, but I loved it. Does he have... Okay, why does Homer get the hat? Why does the hat go it along with comes, the outfit? It just that's comes really along. Funny and ra- Don't you I mean, just see people wearing that? Though? It's, a fat, <laughs> it's, so. a, it's a fat hat. I mean, okay, what... I remember... I forget what the options are, but remember he goes to like the plus-size store or whatever, and he's... It's a cape. It's a ro- like a scholarly yeah. robe. He's like, I don't want to look like a sponsors. freak. I have some yeah. copy that they sent us. Um, he says something like, I don't want to look like a freak. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. walks There's out ponchos, we're in a moo-moo. moo-moos, bodysuits, unisheets, muslin body rolls, academic judicial robes. <laughs> he goes, oh, I don't want to look like a freak. Oh, just give me the moo-moo. <laughs> and I love that it's like specifically, you know, like this it's flowery, flowery yeah. moo-moo. The, the color styling was spot on. I just thought it was really great. And I also feel like all those moments um, of him at the computer has been reused and turned into memes now. Uh-huh. Anything that's computer related, right. yeah. I feel like people are using that screen cap, especially now with Frankie Act. Uh, that's also a thing where he's, <clears throat> the guy is selling him these outfits. He's just like, uh, let me guess. You do uh, your computer programming, uh, computer something with computers. Yeah, <laughs> something like, yeah, where I, you sit I, on your ass and you stuff your face. <laughs> exactly. 
uh, which is very sad, and I'm sure uh, the <laughs> writers relate to quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think Matt Selman was talking to us about, like, fighting against that, you know, and being more active and... Yeah, there's there's the the, the writer's body, unfortunately. <laughs> um, this episode uh, starts out with a great joke that I love when they're uh, when they're all doing the workouts. Um, Lenny is just like, "This is working out every uh, you know everything in my in my body, especially my big fat mouth." And Homer says, "Especially your big fat mouth." Don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I love I love that Lenny can be slightly self deprecating. Like I love that there's yeah. that's that aspect of his personality because we we don't get much with Lenny during these seasons and so any sort of line that reveals like who he really is is I think really appreciated yeah and then of course uh, I think about this every time I attend a workout class uh, of the Iroquois twist yes <laughs> the one hi yeah I was thinking of that and that that's at the end right or does do they do that routine I think they just do it at the throughout. beginning and the end because the end is really oh the climax is like really cinematic because it's cutting back between them doing those workouts and doing the one hayayas mm-hmm. to Homer like rushing yeah. with the ice cream truck and when when he actually drives like <laughs> up the tower <laughs> like it's hilarious yeah. but yeah it's really like there's a really good tension with like Burns leading the the exercises and Homer racing to uh, push out to the stop jive, the bring in the love. Oh, and I love Burns in this role. I mean, it's, it goes <laughs> it's back odd, to he's right? harmless. It's yeah, he's harmless. It goes back to what we were saying earlier when he's just like this sort of deer in headlights as Homer glides into his office. <laughs> I like that part of his personality too, and I love that he isn't just menacing all the time and diabolical all the time. I love that he you know has these moments, and it doesn't feel like out of sorts for his character. It feels kind consistent like oh yeah you know companies do have like these like get moving initiatives and of course you know burns would be leading it because burns is the boss yeah burns I is the boss burns i love that about boss. burns he's so good <laughs> um there are a lot of really great lines uh in this episode as we discussed but one that i really want to touch upon is um so marge uh it takes her a couple beats to uh voice her distaste for Homer becoming obese and her explanation tracks. I feel like it's pretty justified um, that, you know, Homer is more sensitive than I think people realize, but she has a really great line to express this. She says, uh, when I giggled at his Sherlock Holmes hat, he sulked for a week and then he closed his detective agency. I love that. (laughs) We actually uh, gave a shout out to someone last week who mentioned that in his get, get rich quick, quick schemes too. Yes. So it's fresh on my mind. Yeah. Um, in that scene, it is really honest, and this is what makes this show The Simpsons and not another cartoon, another lesser cartoon, um, where she admits, I'm finding myself less physically attracted to you. Homer, we need to have a serious talk. You dragged me all the way from work for that. Let's quietly and calmly discuss the pros and cons of your controversial plan, shall we? I... Con, you're endangering your health. Pro. I'm drought and famine resistant. Con, you're setting a bad example for the children. Pro, I uh, don't have to go to work. Con, you're running the air conditioner nonstop. It's freezing in here. Pro, uh, uh, I love you. Con, I'm finding myself less attracted to you physically. Marge, this is everything I've ever dreamed of right here. And nobody's going to take it away from me. You never had faith in me before, but let me tell you, the slim lady Homer you knew is dead. Now I'm a big fat dynamo, and where's that cake? There's no cake. Oh. Yes, the pros and cons scene, um, which is a great way for Marge to like take a stand, but it's it's like a big emotional moment. It's yeah, so it's really sad. emotional. Yeah, well, and she's being like the real voice of reason. Mm-hmm. That is, it's you know. I think she tells him what you're doing is, you know, it's unsafe and yeah. The air conditioning bells are through the roof. Yeah, yeah, but you know, saying like this is unsafe, it kind of goes in one ear and out the other for him because everyone is saying that to him. He already knows it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But then when she says that, you know, the music swells. We get that really emotional moment. But then, of course, Homer dashes that off and says a really great line. He goes, like, now I'm a big fat dynamo, and where's that cake? Oh There's God. no a cake. Big fat dynamo. <laughs> that is big awesome. fat dynamo. I like that he's getting, like, so political with his obesity, you know? And, and he's so happy about it, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, he's fantastic. He does do that thing that I feel like a lot of people do where there isn't actually anyone really 
against you. No one's saying, I don't believe in you. They might say you shouldn't do it. But his justification is kind of like, you never believed me, Marge, and I'm going to prove that I'm the best. And it's just like, no, that's not true. She supported every single thing you've ever done. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. And uh, Homer always has that, which I, I think is a good choice because, you know, there are people that need to motivate themselves and that's the only way they could do it is by creating an enemy of sorts or someone that they could kind of like, you know, say, I, I was right. I, I did it after, our, after having all these haters. He's like, there weren't any haters. He almost has like this addict personality where he feels persecuted when anyone tries to help him. And yeah. Like anyone who's trying to help yeah. him is actually against him. Yes. Well, well he's, put. he's, yeah, he's such an everyman in that way, you know, and he represents, I think, so many people, dare I say, Trump supporters, <laughs> <laughs> who, you know, because this world is chaos, they have to look at the world in black and white terms, and you're either for me or against me. And that's as far as Homer's intelligence will allow him to sort of contextualize right, yeah. the world. And it just, it feels, it's sad, but it just, it feels like he truly believes this. But even to that, he could truly believe something, but he always doubts himself anyway. So we see that a little bit in the Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie episode. I love that moment when uh, he says, yeah. I, I, well, I liked it, didn't Aww. I? You know, <laughs> you don't know. You don't want to know what I think. Yeah. His brain. <laughs> yeah. So. So, yeah, he can be very strong in his opinion and say, no, this is you're against me. But then, you know, I love that they always allow that one moment of him going. But you know what? I'm I am kind of a big fat animal. <laughs> and, yeah. and I don't know. At least he has that like one iota of self-awareness, yeah. which I think catches him and allows this show to work as well as it does. When he'll a lot of times he'll seem like a little kid when he says something like that. You'll yes. like he's still kind of this innocent uh, yeah. yeah, little boy. It is the id that is fighting to, you know, jump out and then it gets caught. So which I think is something that they play with a lot, and I like it. Absolutely, and I think that's why any time that you have Lisa uh, up against Homer, it works perfectly, because Lisa is always the adult. She always knows what's right for everybody. Right, yeah. right. But she's a child, so who cares? Yeah, and I do enjoy when she gets to have her child moments. Me you know? too. Um, yeah, we recently <laughs> talked about uh, that, that scene with the... Um, St. Patrick's Day when she is, you know, wearing green and mm -hmm. like, you know, trying to get all the other bullies to pinch Bart because he's not wearing green. Um, I like it when she has moments like that. Yeah. I forget. Did we talk about this moment um, where there's kind of like a good cop, bad cop thing going on and Lisa, she's being interrogated and Lisa is uh, just giggling like a little girl, something you don't hear very much from her. It's like, what's so funny? And she's like, you came in as the good cop, but now you're the bad cop. And he came in as this, and now he's that. <laughs> you guys don't know what you're doing. Mm. And it was like, there isn't really a, like a joke, but that is very funny to a little girl yeah, or a little yeah. kid. And it just is so sweet to see. Yeah. I love it. Like I the episode, it. what's the episode where they go to the beach? Oh, Summer of uh, Four Foot Two. Yeah. yeah. So uh, good. That that. And she really gets <laughs> to be classic. like a kid for that whole episode. I know. I love that. You don't Christina control the birds. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love yet. that one. She gets to be a kid, but she's a kid in her own way. So like right, her, yeah. her motivations and her goals are very like selfish and kid-oriented, that she yeah. just wants to be popular and she just wants to be accepted. And these are very arbitrary things that are you know self-serving. But in that, she navigates it in her own mature way and... It's it's a fantastic Her episode. That's adorable. It I is. Uh, listen so to that discussion with Aaron Mallory Long, who was uh, really good for that. Yeah, yeah. That's in our backlogs. I think it's the top twenty. I don't know. Yeah, you yeah. Guys figure listen it out. to it. Um, <laughs> what are some other moments uh, that really grab you, or just some thematic elements of this episode that that do something for you? There's so mm -hmm. much, and we've touched on a lot of it, but I know that there are some gems still. Yeah. Wait. What have we not? Uh, yeah, I feel like there's so much. That's the um, thing is that like you know every single panel is like perfectly yeah. drawn and um oh. well the, like the climax like just the fact that he's uh okay so he gets he hijacks the ice cream truck which is somehow? so funny because yeah. yeah. he busts take the it, tires it in his own car because he's so fat fat okay, don't fail so, me now so there's the a great moment. <laughs> The kids are on the school bus, and they're, I think Bart or Lisa is, like, defending Homer. Lisa. Yeah, and to one of her friends, and then he drives by, and he's eating all, <laughs> all the ice cream, of Well, course, there's a great too. moment uh, that Ralph says right before. He goes, I heard your dad went to a restaurant and ate all the food in the restaurant, and they had, <laughs> had to, to close, close the, the restaurant, restaurant. <laughs> which was a team name at Stonecutters that I quite enjoyed. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and then <laughs> in that exact, so Lisa stands up for him. He's like, you don't know my dad, you know, and then Homer zips by, and he's, you know, blowing the the music for the ice cream truck and he's just like 
shotgunning like fudgesicles, yeah, yeah, which is yeah, great because it. Lisa says my dad isn't a food obsessed maniac. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so good. To close the restaurant. My <laughs> my favorite part of the ice cream thing, if I may, is uh, the adults that start like um, tackling Homer to get yes. ice cream, but then it, when it topples to the side there's one guy who says i can't decide without pictures <laughs> oh and it's also great. a very kid a very kid thing of what what could i get for 30 cents <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah i and i love that they allow moments like that especially with like the nameless co-workers yeah. to like be these adults that act like children <laughs> yeah right um there's another great moment uh that like you know if blink and you miss it but it's such a great joke um so you know earlier homer is sort of trying to navigate like how he can work from home which is like a really interesting question that they just solved by giving him a computer um and the whole yes no yes no now i can just type why i tripled my productivity um but he uh accidentally well he presses yes to like emitting uh the toxic gas from the <laughs> nuclear power plant and then we cut to a farm and it comes oh, out of yeah, a scarecrow yeah. and then the farmer says oh no the corn paul newman's gonna have my legs broke <laughs> So, so great. great. And I love that that's still relevant. I love that Paul Newman and right. Newman's Own is still yeah. a brand that we know and trust. I hope it never dies. I hope it never dies. They that didn't sponsor us, though, so we don't like him too much. No, 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 no. That will outlast his um, uh, film legacy. <laughs> Fortunately and unfortunately. Yes. I mean, I'm a diehard Slapshot fan, and I do love... <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know... Wow. What episode is this? And we're finally getting to the <laughs> Slapshot beat? You didn't know that I love Slapshot. I feel <laughs> no, like I... No, I think I did. I think I maybe talk about Slapshot. I don't think you've ever mentioned it on the podcast. Is that true? Because I... I was going to be the Hanson brothers or one of them from Slapshot um, for Halloween, but then I couldn't find uh, the jerseys, which made me very sad. Let me keep let me keep talking about Slapshot for one second. <laughs> I think I've actually <laughs> talked about Slapshot. You have to have, right? <laughs> this is not. Ali, real quick, I just me. love that you're like consistently the coolest girl in fifth grade. You know what I mean? Like, I just love that. Like, like you're like. The Aaron, like you just it Ala Summer Forfeit too. You just like you kill it nonstop. Just continue. Well, Slapshot is an important movie to me because yes. <laughs> because Go on. <laughs> my dad let me have like he warned me and he was just like, they're gonna have the C word in it. It's gonna be the most horrible thing you could ever say to a woman. Don't ever use it. And I'm just like, okay. He's like, we can't watch the movie unless you promise. I was like, I promise. But I didn't have the ears for that. I had never known what it was. And I heard the word cock. And I figured, like, that must be the w- what the C word is. Yeah. So the next day, I just called all of my girlfriend's cocks, thinking <laughs> that that was the worst thing you could ever say. So it's an important part of my uh, adult uh, coming of age. That's great. Yeah. I feel like after that speech, your dad should have maybe winked at you with <laughs> the word. Like, he should have done some follow-up. I'm not going to tell a parent how to parent, but that's how I would parent. <laughs> anyway, back to not slap shot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do we have to? I would really like to say a few more things, but... <laughs> Could you do it in your least nagging tone of voice? <laughs> Homer? Homer. 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 That's it. That, that's the one. That's the one. I love, I love that her moment. voice there. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you guys. Oh, there's another farmer moment in this where mm. uh, Homer gets to work on his first day and things are going really oh. well. It's 8.58 and he says, the first time I'm early to work, except for daylight savings, stupid farmers. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, think I of that, that line every single daylight savings. I love that. Yeah. It's so Which good. is coming up. Stupid I mean, when farmers. we're recording this, it's coming up. Oh, God damn it. I know. Also, I um, we didn't actually, uh, m- unless dur- it was during my slap shot, like, days um <laughs> oh, do you black out when you start talking about it's like shot. Burning yeah. Man where you just like you just don't know what it's happened three years you're gonna wake up yeah. did we talk up with a muumu <laughs> did we talk about the bird because uh, it's just such a great let's uh, talk about the bird let's talk about this bird uh he i love assistant <laughs> yes he gets an assistant he gets this oh, little yeah. uh Dippy bird. What do you what do you call it? I look up Simpsons bird sometimes. Um yes. to get because the <laughs> <laughs> there are a few things that come up. You get the bird that's like tugging on Homer's like thing of hair. Like uh-huh. there's one that you know what you know, when you don't have things to do, you look up yep. Simpsons bird. <laughs> are you vacationing this summer mm. at the uh, what is it? The it's not the the Shelbyville bird <laughs> sanctuary. Yes. Yes. Um yeah, look up Simpsons bird the next time you have some free time and send some pictures to your friends. They'll appreciate it. What okay, so real quick, what are your favorite Simpsons Google searches? So I know that you like Simpsons Sad. Simpsons Sad is specifically one. on DeviantArt, Art, which is a really great yes. um 
but with filters, of course, so you don't get a bunch of weird anime porn. That is, uh, you know, if it happens, I mean, it happens. It happens, happens. <laughs> uh, Simpsons bird. What are your favorite, Hutch? What are your favorite Simpsons Googles? You know, I'm Googling Futurama all the time. You are. You My are. goodness. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what Simpsons ones. I like Kiff a lot. Oh I like Kiff goodness. and Amy. I'm pulling up the picture that I was referencing yes. where there's just a little bird on Homer's head and yeah, he's like he's an elephant <laughs> in the It's <in laughs> picking at him one of his yeah, one of so his uh, That's very one of the cute. hairs on his head. I love the way that they draw animals on this show. There's they also tend to be very very <coughs> cute. Absolutely. There's also um <laughs> when Mr. Burns is showing off his aviary um there's a bird. There's like an eagle that looks just like him. Anyway, I love that. <laughs> well, I, I love anything that's like anthropomorphic animal kind of stuff. I think yeah. that's very funny. Um, and especially Zootopia, sure y'all. Zootopia. Everyone should see it. Um, sincerely great. But I love that they have a lot of fun with that on The Simpsons. And, you know, uh, I wouldn't call it like necessarily throwing a bone to the animators, but it's definitely indulging them to like be more creative and contribute to the show in a really great way. I love it. Yeah, they do such a good job with that. May I read the stuff you may have missed? You may. <laughs> uh, uh, it's very quick. Signs in the construction area um, when Homer is trying to get hit. Uh, read hard hat area, falling tool zone, careless workers above. <laughs> um and as the path of the venting pipe is followed underground, it passes a skeleton of Itchy being pursued by the skeleton of a saber-toothed Scratchy, which I love that kind cool. of fan fiction. Um, oh, and then we kind of touch upon this, but uh, here are the full list of food groups that Dr. Nick goes over. The Whipped Group, Congealed Group, Chocotastic, Fats and Sweets, and Empty Calories Group. Beautiful. So, yeah. I, I partake in a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah. Congealed especially. Congealed sneaks up <laughs> on you. <ya. laughs> yeah, vegans could be uh, junk food eaters. I was eating a burrito again during this entire yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's the myth. It's like people think that we're healthy, and no. I want to fight against that. Much yeah. like Homer <laughs> wants to see Honk if you're horny in peace. <laughs> I'll go to it again. Three times a charm. Um, yeah. Uh, are there any more uh, things we have, may have missed? Um then uh i want to hear more about your relationship uh with the simpsons before we leave just kind of how did you get into this show how old were you when you started watching like okay so the simpsons um started my freshman year of high school which is like absolutely perfect but i already watched the tracy ullman show um my parents never they were like really strict about what tv me and my sister got to watch but i would go over to my friend's house i think it was sunday nights and it was Married with Children, Tracy Ullman, Gary Sh- It's Gary Shandling show, oh, which I was like it. our favorite thing. Yeah. Me and my friend John, and we felt we didn't know anyone that you know. I think it came on last, and it was so weird because it was he was always breaking the fourth wall, and mm-hmm. just like it was so odd compared to anything else. And you yeah. love Larry Sanders. It oh was, yeah, yeah. It was love just it. you and love Judd it. Apatow watching, looking up like <laughs> yeah, the same right, moon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so yeah, so and I love Tracy Ullman too. So. When The Simpsons came out, you know, we were kind of, we were ready for it. You know, we knew that it was, you know, from, you know, from Tracy Ullman. And then I was just like a freak for it just right away. Um, I like saved up. Okay, so yeah, so I was 13 when it, when it started. And I like, I wanted a Bart Simpson shirt so bad. And I, I got, I think it's, it was Underachiever and Proud of It. Great. And I went to the t-shirt store at the mall in San Jose and I had like saved or I don't know what I had like a bunch of quarters. Like I probably had like some, some dollars. And then I had like this, like all this change that I was like setting on the counter to buy this shirt. That was probably like $16. And the guy working there was like, you must really want this shirt. <laughs> and I was like embarrassed, Aww. but I was like, yeah, I, I do. do. They're not and, allowed yeah. to comment. Yeah, what do you so do, shirt salesman? Jerks. Where yeah, is he right, now? I know. Yeah, he's guy not, working at Crazy Shirt. He's not on a podcast. <laughs> no, he no, may be. He's not. Yeah, he, well, it's his own. Yeah, yeah. His life is a podcast. And my parents hated that shirt. My dad hated his it. His life is a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's true because, you know, uh, we, for, for me, it's kind of lore, the idea that Simpsons was like this, you know, yeah, you're not allowed to. to yeah, because... I don't know. Maybe it's because we were young that it didn't occur to us or it was going around and we didn't see it. But yeah, to, uh, to be like 13, 14 when it's happening, it must have been a very different relationship with like Bart's a bad person. Oh, yeah. But it's. But you are Bart. If Am I, I? If I may. That's saying I'll take it. <laughs> Is that what you would self-identify as? or do I, you have I mean, I identify as Fry from Futurama. You, oh. yes. but he's kind of like Bart grown up. 
Maybe. Mm, I mean, not, no, 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 not really. Yes. But who you are is, a, yeah, I could see. You. I'd have to be more Bart. I mean, Fry's dim. Well, Fry's, yeah, but Fry has so much emotion. Like, he's such a. I love Fry. Fry's one I of the best him. characters yeah. of all time. Oh, yeah. But I would say, I mean, I, I can see the connection between Bart and Fry in that, like, Fry definitely doesn't have his shit together. And right. so I don't think yeah. that that's something that you would expect from Bart as a grown up. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Mm-hmm. Is there a character more on The Simpsons that you know you have like maybe while you were watching it you kind of had a connection to more than bart it would be i mean no there's just just like that hit me like you know at the perfect age and mm-hmm. i loved bart so much and i you know like the first couple seasons right are really bart heavy and then it gets starts a lot of the episodes start being about homer later on which I love now, but back then I was like disappointed that that <laughs> yeah. Bart was kind of well. They had kind Show of me the like, Bart. Well, it yeah, was they had so, kind of done so much Bart the Bart stuff. show. Yeah, with yeah. Do the Bart Man, with Underachiever, and proud of it, with yeah. all of that. And they, like, I hate Do the Bart Man. Am I, I allowed know, to say that? I, you, you are allowed. <laughs> I mean, now, yeah, it's can, it's yeah. pretty terrible. But um, what about Simpsons singing not the blues. Hate. That's How a do wrong. you feel about Simpsons singing the blues? Singing the blues yeah. Is um is is not as strong as Ghost in Sonic and Songs of the King of Springfield. Oh, is yeah. what I will say. And and uh, as I've said on the show before, I'm not proud of it, but I just was never really um, aware of of that side of The Simpsons. Like, my Simpsons love was kind of just the show and then the toys. Like, I didn't really ever hear the, the, the songs um, until I met you. Mm. Well, like, that was all or like that it was a CD and like a big part of people's lives. Like I that love felt that. Like the start of a rom com, Allie. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until, until I we met you. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I feel like um, it was wise of them to frame the show because they were still trying to figure out what the show was going to right. be. It was wise of them at the time. It's like the early '90s. You know, um, here's this uh, new show that's going to be an animated show for grownups, and you could argue that. You know, the Flintstones was kind of that, but this is definitely a departure from from that. So I felt like let's make it about this like, you know, punky kind of kid. It just feels natural, but I'm just so glad that they, you know, shifted it and made it way more about the family. And they go back, of course, to Bart and have it be, you know, they I think everyone's pretty equal with like who gets a story. Um, as far as the episodes go as a whole in 27, 28 seasons, whatever. Um, but yeah, I feel like you're not alone with that uh, disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're like his age or you're, <laughs> well, or yeah, you're yeah, like yeah, a teenager, what, yeah, you totally. know, you want to like relate to your boy. Yeah. Do you have any crushes on Simpsons characters? Ooh, that's a good one. Well, I, like like we're saying, uh, Christina Ricci's character from... Erin. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's wearing a beret, I think. Mm-hmm. Does she have a beret? I feel like anytime like... Lisa has a friend that she's trying to be like. The character always has a beret. Like <laughs> that's true. Lisa Allison. Kudrow's Lisa Kudrow's character. character. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she's yeah. always looking up to girls wearing yeah, berets. Yeah, Allison has a beret. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if Erin uh, has a beret, but she definitely has like a, like a cool Rasta hat. <laughs> no, no, it needs to be ten percent Rastafied. Um, no, she definitely <laughs> has. Uh, <laughs> she definitely has like some sort of like like cool easy breezy blossom um, like vest. Uh, I want to yeah, say, right. and I would say that she has like a tie-dyed shirt, um, mm-hmm. but I think that that was more Lisa in her transformation. Yes, um, but I definitely dressed like Aaron at that time. Oh really? Um, I, th- I feel like, and a little bit like Lisa too. I was a tomboy, and I wanted to wear radical things and just run around and climb trees. <laughs> this one has a jellyfish on the bottom. <laughs> uh, I I always loved uh, the. I mean, I still very much dress like uh, Laura Powers. Which is basically yeah. Simpsons Daria. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's great. That's that's mine. I think it works for you too. I love the twins too. You have a crush on the twins? Sure, yeah. Right. Oh, oh. Wow. No oh, one yeah. else does. Really? How could you not? I mean, they're because they're, they're, they're mean. They're bratty. And, yeah, I know. Oh, you like talking that. about crushes oh, yeah. on cartoons? Like, don't even get me started about Teenage Simba. But oh like, my god, <laughs> or Trent from Daria. Trent that's from really Daria. More that's of the money one. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Are there any like uh, last words on this episode, or like you know, what are your last Um, words in life? In life, like, what do you want to say before you before before I die to the big sleep? Yeah. Remember me (laughs) as loving this episode. I think just it was uh it was so hard to choose an episode because I knew I wanted you know like I said from seven or eight and it was like ridiculously hard to choose because they're so uh, So yeah they're just all so great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It, and, but that's the beauty of the show, and it's like part of the reason why we wanted to start this podcast and why we've had so much fun. Because, and also why it's been annoying for our guests because <laughs> there are so many good ones that have already been taken. Yeah. And, um, but, um, but yeah, I feel like there's just so many options, and 
yeah, I don't know. I feel like this episode really has a lot of like emotional depth in like various levels that you can touch upon and and, and it's wacky. It's wacky. You can find something for everybody in this episode. And I think it's also fun just to see um, these familiar characters like Homer transformed into a slightly different version of himself. And I love that he refers to himself fun. as like thin, like his previous self. Yeah. And yeah. also at the end, of course, the, the little button is when he's trying to do the push-ups and it's just Mr. Burns. One, one, yeah. one. Oh, I'll just pay for the liposuction. Right. So originally the writers were trying to think of how to wrap this episode up and they thought that maybe Homer could try to get thin for Marge but for some reason they dashed that away thinking that that just wouldn't be part of his motivation um, so instead he uh, has Mr. Burns of course help him out and Mr. Burns who's not known for being the most um, fitness oriented <laughs> person I mean he's like a walking skeleton um, but he can of course pay for the liposuction so it's really great it's beautiful mm -hmm. thank you so much for being our guest oh, in yeah. this episode um, did you want to plug anything or tell us where people could find you and follow you New Thermals record, um, March 25th, Yay. called woo, 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 We woo. Disappear. Um, follow us. <laughs> it's all at the thermals everywhere. Instagram, Facebook. And uh, is it going to be, can, is it only a digital album or is it's it going to be physical as well? all formats. Compact disc. That's Whoa. amazing. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. LP, That's what CD, I want. Yeah. MP3. You have that over Kanye West. Kanye recently tweeted that he is done with compact discs. He is, but he's inspired by Ikea somehow. So yeah. I'm excited to see. I was reading his tweets the other day. Yeah, excited to see what There were a couple that, that were about uh, Will Ferrell, uh, very positive messages he about Will Ferrell. loved Zoolander 2. Yeah. That's great for our Good friends for Jake Fulgenest and John Daly and who wrote on that movie. Everybody. Yeah. Good. Good for Zoolander 2. Yeah, and, and good for the thermals and coming out with another uh, great album. So exciting. Yeah. I, was listening, I was listening to the thermals on the way here. Oh, you were. How was it? Was it okay? I wish it was. Yeah, I like cool. it a lot. Yeah. Um, so you could find us on at Simpsons Pod on Twitter and follow us at Everything's Coming Up Podcast at gmail.com. Send us your emails. Give us your thoughts. Give us a dollar to Happy Dude for <laughs> yeah, our Patreon. Or Patreon. Um, and uh, you can catch me at Julia Prescott on all the things. If you are in LA or going to be visiting LA soon, come out to Stonecutters. It's a Simpsons trivia that we host um, uh, at Meltdown Comics the first Saturday of every month. Sometimes it changes because uh, people are that are more famous than us shift things around, but check uh, <laughs> the website and come on out, and you don't have to be a Simpsons pro to have fun. It's fun for everyone. Yeah, and Where then... Where can uh, people find you? Ooh, thanks for asking so much. Uh, you can find me at <laughs> Allie Kurtz. <laughs> you weren't expecting no, that question? Not. Oh my God. It's like uh, Frost Nixon up in here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, at Allie Gertz and all the things, and uh, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Ten high, yeah, yeah, and nine high, yeah, yeah.